Hello and welcome to Weebspawn. We're talking about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We're by no means experts, just use fans. I'm your host, Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about mobile games slash gaming. Now, to make a differentiate, this is our opinion piece episode. So this isn't going to be delving into like the history of mobile games, just our opinions on mobile games. Yeah. Yeah, so I do have just like a quick synopsis. So obviously, as the name suggests, a mobile game is a video game that you play on your phone. I would not consider a mobile game to be played from a handheld. I think it specifically means that you play from a cell phone because you could argue or that tablet. the switch or, or or a tablet yeah you could argue that like the switch game boy color game boy advance all that stuff are mobile games because you can go places with them but for the sake of this i think we're cro- making the differentiation of it has to be played on a android ios some sort of mobile device like a tablet or cell phone and yeah because handheld i think now this may maybe when we were looking up the definition, it was that then. But like you were saying, like the Game Boy Color Switch, those are considered handheld consoles. Mm-hmm. So anything that we like, you would normally consider a handheld console, PSP, Switch, Game Boy, all the like Game Boy family, like you mentioned, we are not talking about that. Yeah, more it's I guess, like, like that, app games. Yeah, that's like a, the gray area between. It's the bridge between cell phones and uh, stationary consoles. Yeah, with that technicality, they're like, well, you guys know this technically mobile game means you can play it anywhere on the go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're, this is why we're telling you right here, right <laughs> now, we made the line, we decided what the line was, and this is where we're we not decided. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just for, just a quick little. Actually, nope. Save them facts for the end. Never mind. So yeah, that's where we're drawing the line, and yeah. So I guess we can just jump right into it. <laughs> Why do you sound like like you were angry when saying that? No, because I was just like jumping the gun on on stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, frustrated with myself. Gotcha. So the very first off is what is our opinion on mobile games. So, mine, I don't have, like, an actively, I mean, we'll discuss it more, what I mean by this, actually negative opinion about mobile games, because I'll be honest with you, I do play them from time to time. They, to me, they are a good time waster, or a good distraction when I need them to be. Yeah, I get that. <clears throat> yeah. That makes sense. I agree. They are a good time waster. I don't know why I feel this way, but I have... Because I love wasting time. Don't get me wrong. I hate wasting my time on mobile games. I don't know why. I could sit in front of a computer and waste hours upon hours, and it feels more productive than if I do it in, on my cell phone even though that makes no sense whatsoever. There is zero logic involved in that. I just think 
that playing it on my phone, I can do better things with my phone than I can playing games. I don't know. It's stupid. It's a really dumb philosophy, and saying it out loud, I realize how stupid it sounds, but that's just the way I am. I just... And maybe it also has to do with the fact that I think most mobile games kind of suck at keeping my attention. So, yeah. <laughs> but I do understand the point you're coming from and, and that view on it. I can honestly tell you there's been so many games I've either downloaded and probably play for like the first week. And then I would not touch them. I haven't touched <laughs> them like since. And then especially when I was transferring over my phone and I realized how many apps I had, I'm like, I haven't even played this game in like six months. My phone even tells me like, yeah, hey, hey, you're running out of space. Here are apps you haven't played in like 10 months. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> yeah, I've had times where I've downloaded games, opened them up, played the first level, closed them, and deleted them. And then I've had games where I've downloaded them thought about playing them never opened them and then three months down the line i'm like why do i have this game and then delete them <laughs> yeah so i guess this will you kind of answered it and we both did uh do, or i should rephrase it do you play any now and if mm. so what games yeah so the last game that i played so i kind of my last phone that I had was a piece of junk from the moment I bought it, but I toughed it out for three and a half years. And I eventually bought a new phone, and I, I got the Pixel 5a. And with that purchase, they gave me a free Google Play Store pass for three months, so I could download basically any app or game I wanted for free, mostly games, for free. And I would not be charged the price, and it was basically a subscription type thing. So I'm like, cool. So I downloaded a bunch of games. The last game I think I played was um, Very Little Nightmares. I got about halfway through it and put it down because I was stuck it apart and didn't feel like looking it up. And I continuously felt like I didn't want to look it up. So I never passed that level. And after the three months of my free subscription passing, I deleted the app. And that was probably the last game that I played on my phone. But with that being said, I do still have... I'm scrolling through my apps right now. That's I, what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I have two games that are currently on my phone. One of them being Old School RuneScape. Because hey. I played that a lot during uh, COVID. I think I still have that. During COVID lockdown. And I have Pokemon Go. Because whenever I go on vacations, and they're like very busy cities, or you're in an airport where there's a lot of people... That's going to bring a lot of Pokemon. So every so often, I'll just jump on that, catch a few Pokemon, spin a few Pokestops, and I'll get off. But I haven't played that in a long time, probably since I went to Hawaii, which was, I don't know, like eight months ago or something. So yeah, those are the two, only two games I have on my phone at the moment. So I'm proud of yeah. you. Yeah. What about you? Uh, so I don't know if your phone does this. But my phone separates apps I've downloaded and apps I've put on, like, a homepage. Or, like, your... You know how, you, like, you scroll through your phone and it swipes over? Mm-hmm. So I only have 
one, two, three, four pages. But if you, from my phone, if you swipe up, it shows you every single app mm-hmm. you've downloaded, unless right. you've obviously uninstalled. But if you don't put it on your homepage, that's where they like collectively stay. So yeah. if I download an app and I forget about it, it's in there, but it's not my homepage. Because my own homepage, I'm pretty good. I only have about six games on there. And I, but I've looked up all my apps and I have about like 24 games and I haven't played a lot of those in forever. Most of the time I've, I I got in a cycle where one thing with mobile games, I'm sure everyone's aware of is the ads that come through. And sometimes I'll see an ad for a game and I'm like, that actually looks pretty fun. And so I'll download it and I'll play it. And then I realize after I played like the first like level two, I'm like, this is nothing of what I thought it was going to be. Most of the and time they, they lie on their ads and they just want someone to download yeah. the game. So that's, yeah, sorry, continue. <laughs> oh, it's fine. And that's how I end up getting them. I mean, I already have like games that came on my phone, like Solitaire and a game called Blocks. I think because I don't remember downloading blocks <laughs> but like solitaire was already in my phone when I got it but like a lot of my games are I don't know if you ever heard of Wudoku. do you remember the game block is yeah yeah I remember it's that. very similar to that except it's more of a like an IQ tester game where it sh- gives you like a square that you have to fill in and then different blocks so you have to fit them each perfectly to fit a square. Because they can only be formed one way. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have Word Trip, which is just like a crossword game. I have a lot of games like that. Where they looked fun. I played them for a little bit. But then it's like after every level you have to watch like a minute ad. And I'm like, alright, this is this is stupid. So I stopped playing it. But if I have to say, besides like Pokemon Go, like you do... I don't actively play that anymore. It's exactly like when I go to the airport, I'm like, you know what? I have like an hour to waste. If I walk around the airport doing Pokemon Go, my hour is going to go by like that. So that's why I still play it or still have it on my phone. But I would say I don't even play Dragon Veil that much anymore. I was really obsessed with it to try to get my dragons back, but I haven't (laughs) played that game in like a week and a half. The, I would say I mainly play two, honestly, no, three games. Pokemon Master EX, which is a actual Pokemon license, like official game. And it's similar to a gotcha. You can get other um, trainers and they will only have one Pokemon. And then it's like a 3v3 fight with like different missions and stuff you do. It's pretty cool because... But it's also weird because if a Pokemon has, like, two weaknesses, like, for instance, Rhydon, who is weak to multiple things like water, grass, ground, it will only choose one of those weaknesses. So if you hit it with a grass move, but it says it's weak to water, you won't get the super effective Hmm. attack from it. So it's interesting, and I like it just because there's, like... I just like collecting Pokemon, and I'm a huge Pokemon nerd, so that's why I got it. I also got it during the second annual or second year anniversary, so I got like a shit ton of free summons and everything. So 
I'm like, fuck, it it got me in. <laughs> Another yeah. game that I know I've talked to you about is called Grand Summoners. And the only reason I got that is because you can get anime characters. And so instead of like collecting the figurines, I can like kind of collect them in this game without really spending money. Though, I will admit, I think I've spent 10 bucks on this game. Because they've been a lot of like a dollar pack stuff or like three dollar thing and i'm like it's only three dollars it's only one dollar and then there you go it just slowly adds up yeah yeah um i feel like i was gonna say something but now i cannot remember but some of the some of those games that you mentioned really hit home because like dragonville i remember playing that so much when we were like I don't know, how old is that game? It's very old. They they've updated I a lot. School, I think. Yeah, I'm mad that I couldn't get my other account because I had so much on there that if I could have recovered it, it would have been good. But do you remember Jurassic World? Oh yeah, definitely remember that. <laughs> I tried uh, I tried downloading that again, and it's so different than when it like originally came out. But God, that was. I remember, like, I would sneak to do my stuff, like, while I was at work outside, like, in the parking lot when I was a cart attendant to make sure every four hours I got that free pack I could open. I made sure, like, every four hours I would make sure I was outside so I could do that because I was so obsessed with that game. They made it so cool, though, because, like, it was dinosaurs, and they, it was just straight dinosaurs. Like, They've how could you not like that? a long way since that game because they've gotten to the point to where now it's released on steam yeah i think it's um dress world like evolution 2 or something now yeah something like that they've come a long ways since they did that that was absolutely crazy such a fun game but i've definitely grown out of that style game which is very upsetting because i remember how much enjoyment i got but now i just i can't do it i don't know why I can do it for about three days when everything is still only like takes like five minutes to an hour. But then once stuff gets to be like 12 hours, 20 hours, kind of like Dragon Veil, where I'm like, oh, well, I either have to only log on once a day or I have to wait for a few days and then I just forget. And then next thing you know, it just stays on my phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, since I mentioned, I just grew out of that type of game a question for you is what do you think is the appeal of mobile games like what makes gotcha. them so yeah what makes them so appealing to people at least for me because like you said a lot of the hour that it takes it, it drags me out of a lot of games but like the games i do play like grand summoners pokemon masters ex pokemon masters ex though I'm, I know it might sound a little biased because I'm a huge Pokemon fan, but for me, one thing that Pokemon e- Masters EX does is they have an event almost every week. So they actively are trying to keep you interested in it, and they are constantly bringing new people and new Pokemon because obviously if one trainer can only get one Pokemon, they'll have like a different variation of the trainer to use a different Pokemon. And there's like over 800 Pokemon, so you know they're not going to run out anytime soon. So I think that's something that helps people is when there's like events and they give away 
free stuff, it makes people want to do it. But I think gotcha is really what gets people is the idea of trying to get something rare or legendary that not a lot of people have. And you're like, oh, I just want this item or I just need this person. Or for me, like Grand Summoner, how it got me is they're like, oh, they bring in anime characters. I'm like, oh, people from my favorite anime. Like the first one was the time I got reincarnated as Slime. That's how I found out about this game is I saw an ad for it. They're like, oh, this game has a crossover this and you can get these units. So I played it because I wanted those units. So for me, my appeal is either characters I recognize or just like Pokemon. I'm just a fan. I'm trying to get like my favorite Pokemon or my favorite trainer to get whatever. So that's what I think draws me and probably a lot of other people is the gotcha of either obtaining someone like a character you know or trying to get that legendary item because a lot of people like loot and like to get these legendary things yeah i completely agree gotcha is such a such an effective method of getting people on board with a game it is one of those I mean, just take a look at Genshin Impact, for for instance. That game is... <laughs> I mean, it's advertised as gotcha. They're not hiding it. That game is extremely addicting, and they have a very efficient form of gotcha. Like, I don't know what it is and why it's so addictive, but it works really well. And I'm a little on the fence with gotcha games because they can be very predatory because most of the time they're promoting this gotcha functionality and it kind of promotes pay to play or just paid gotcha roles and stuff like that. So I'm very on the fence about it because especially since I think a lot of mobile gamers tend to be in the younger audience. So they're more easily influenced by this predatory behavior, but it works. It is very efficient And then on top of that, I think most methods of mobile games, they just design them in a way to be repetitive, but it's proven that repetitivity, repetition, repetitivity, what the hell, Um, (laughs) repetition is a very, very effective form of getting people to get hooked on something because continuously doing the same thing over and over again forms habits. And after a while, habits become very difficult to break. So I think that's one thing. On top of gotcha games, I think it's just the repetition and the addictive behavior of repeating the same actions over and over again. That's what makes it so appealing. So I say yes and no, because what I'm about to say you can think of is a repeated action because, like I said, the events happen like weekly or biweekly. I guess you can technically say that is a repeated thing. But I think the reason why I stuck with Pokemon Masters and Grand Summoners, even though it is the same thing, you just are a three-man team or four-man team and you battle, but they have new events. And as soon as one event is over, another event starts, or there's only like a day, and then another event starts like immediately after. So you kind of get new uh, interactions. But I guess it's also repeatedly because it's just new events. 
but like it hasn't repeated in well grand summon it has repeated an event but they change they change so, some things about it i would argue that that is for my case just because it's not necessarily about doing the same thing over and over again but it's about repeating the same mechanic to form habits because if you have someone coming in day after day after day after x amount of days your body will naturally form the habit of playing that game so if you do have an event every single day you're managing to bring the same people back day after day and that will kind of formulate this habit in their brain that they don't might not even realize is happening yeah that's why i said yes design yeah because like the repeated events is a thing like you said because, I mean, there's sometimes I still don't log in every day, even with those games I've mentioned. But, like, I know there's been a lot of games I've stopped playing because it is just repetitive that mm-hmm. I'm like, nothing new is going on. Like, there's really, like, the events that happen don't really change the game at all. Where, like, the events in the games I'm still playing, they add more story, even though I don't pay attention to the story. But it's just new cutscenes and stuff, so I'm like, oh, hey, this is pretty to look at. But that's why I said yes and no. But and I th- overall, I, another... I think it is repeated. Yeah, and I think that's another one of the things why a lot of mobile games are targeted towards a younger audience because they're going to, the younger you are, the more effective those methods are going to be. Like with us, we can get bored of the same things over and over again. But for those younger brains that are kind of actively engaging in these games they'll kind of be more subject like subjected to that behavior i think and i know there's a ton of studies and stuff on this i haven't really gone too deep into those types of studies and stuff like that though yeah that's why i wanted to make the difference between what we're talking about or just our opinions if you guys would like us to delve more into mobile gaming i think it would honestly be a fun topic to actually like look into we can make it an actual episode, but this is our opinion piece, so this is just our opinions on mobile games slash gaming. So going off of mobile games and gaming, what type of games do you draw the line at that you consider non-gamer type games? Oh gosh, this is a controversial one. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I don't know where I would draw the line. I would almost say that all of them are non-gamer just because of the complexity that is not present in mobile games. The Because the phone just isn't capable of having the same complexity that a computer game or a console has. It's just not powerful enough. So I think that most of the games are too simplistic in that regard. And I just... They're... Man, this is tough because there are strategy games that actually are pretty complex in terms of what they're able to cram in there. So maybe a strategy game where it's actually what about challenging Stormbound? and not. Yeah, like, yeah, I guess so. Basically, I guess I draw the line at things that actually require a decent amount of skill to play because, I mean, if you're just doing a trying to think of a good game example like hmm man this is a tough one <laughs> i had my line very quick yeah let me give me two seconds to think 
Hmm. I don't know because even Stardew Valley, I guess, is a I would consider a gamer game, and that I think started on mobile. Did it? No, it didn't. No, it just ported. It, it no, no. I'm. There's a I lot of games that like can be ported to mobile, like old school RuneScape. That yeah. wasn't on mobile, but you can play it now on mobile because yeah. of our phone. Because of the technology has gotten better, that doesn't mean the game yeah. has gotten worse. Well, I guess if I guess where I draw the line is if it just takes some strategy and skill to play. Like I don't consider twenty forty eight to be a, a gamer type game. Um, what's twenty forty eight? Uh, where you have a four by four grid and you start with one. Or so you have like two blocks that are labeled one. You combine one and one and make oh, two. Oh yeah, two, I know two, that four. game. Yeah, so like I guess that's a little more. I don't know. Honestly, this is a tough one. Let me hear your line and see if I agree with it. So I draw my line. One distinct line I will, for sure, uh, draw or whatever is any educational or. Any educational or task-oriented games, because the purpose of those games is not for gaming, but it's to learn. So, mm. any like leapfrog games or any like crossword games, Wordle, the like those type of games. I get it. Yeah, because their purpose isn't really. For gaming, because people are like, oh, well, I still get enjoyment. Yeah, well, you can also go buy a crossword book and do the exact same thing. You just like it online because you don't have to go and buy a physical thing. That's like, it's the same thing as buying a book or having a Kindle and buying it digitally. You, Because it's a Kindle, you don't call it a book, but you still are reading. And it's the same thing as if you had the book. So... If you can buy a crossword book or a word search book and there's an app for it, just because there's an app for it, I don't I wouldn't consider that like a gamer game because it's not. It's something that was more ported to digital than it is now. So anything um, I get yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I would also add because I'm I was thinking about it. I would also add that idle games and tycoon games, I don't think I would include in that. Mm, I, would I don't know about tycoon games. What it? What exactly uh, do you mean? Because like Roller Coaster like Tycoon is a game. Yeah, I wouldn't consider that you being. A, I don't want to consider that a gamer game. Because like, there's not really. I don't know how many people, how many streamers are there that are playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. Well, I don't know Roller Coaster Tycoon specifically, but there is a genre for like Tycoon gaming. Like Let's Game It Out specifically has like a hundred videos on Tycoon games. Mm. I don't okay. know. I I think that's where I cross my draw my line. I don't agree with the Tycoon, but the other one I do. But I thought we were specifically talking about mobile games. Well, yeah, mobile, like Tycoon mobile games. Oh, so, because I'm thinking of, like, actual... I mean, because Roller Coaster Tycoon, they did bring that to mobile. That's why I thought you brought that up. Oh, no. Yeah, no, mo specifically mobile. Because, like, the, are, I guess know. that's true, because, like, 
because I'm thinking of like online because there's more than just building your park like you actually have to manage it and there's set goals quests and stuff like that because you can't just well I don't know tycoons <laughs> for me is a hard one because I think it's fuzzy but I, I think that's where I draw my my line. tycoons on mobile I would say is a non-gamer one because a lot of times for that you are just placing buildings and there's really no like repercussion where in like roller coaster tycoon unless you're playing like with cheats or stuff if you don't manage it well you do lose money and then you won't be able to progress further so like you said there's when before you mentioned there's some skill involved you had to be wary of like what to do because tycoon and city builder games i think are very similar in that aspect where there's consequences where a lot of times for this you don't really have that much consequences because they're really isn't because it's more of a you just wait for a building to be finished yeah yeah that makes sense so i guess that would be another line is if the game doesn't have consequences then it's not really a gamer type game how do you feel about um candy crush I I get where you're coming with <laughs> for the consequences, but you don't get a game over. No, but you lose lives, and then if you but you don't get reset. Many, so it's like there are a little the rest of the day, and that's a pretty significant consequence. They kick you out of their they kick you out of their whole game for the day. Oh no. <laughs> But you're not losing progress. So is that really no, a boy. consequence? There's some skill involved. And I would say it's a consequence. You have to... You just lost your right to play the game. Yeah, but like Tetris, for example, is very Imagine... similar to Candy Crush. But if you get... If you lose, like if you misplace and you lose, you lose all progress. I completely disagree because tetris doesn't have like as long as we're thinking og tetris that's not like a game where you where the game is just one level no it's not so the old old tetris yeah it's just stacking blocks yeah and it gets and that's it yeah and you keep going though and if you lose you have to start all over of that level which is the same thing candy crush does you don't you fail your level you have to start all over on that level yeah but you get nothing Tetris is different because you get points and it's skill base. Where Candy Crush, yeah, it takes some skill, but you also don't need that much skill or anything. I mean, you don't need that much skill for Tetris then, by that. Yeah, uh, you clearly have never played Tetris. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm playing Devil's Advocate here because there's skill involved in Candy Crush. You have to. You have to. I think there's more skill in Tetris <laughs> than Candy Crush. Even OG Tetris. I mean, I I do agree that Tetris is more skilled, but same premise as Candy Crush. It's it's very. But I don't get the consequences from Candy Crush. Oh, you get locked out of the game, but you don't lose anything besides access to the game. You don't lose anything on Tetris. You just you lose your score. 
Okay, but you play another game and you get it back. It's the same yeah, but you over start over, over from zero. Candy Crush, if you're on level 156, you lose, you stay at 156. You don't go okay. back to one. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying Tetris only has one level. So it's the same thing as when you fail Candy Crush, you stay on the same level that you were playing. But you Tetris, you stay on the same level that you were playing. But your difference is there's a difference in those games because Candy Crush, you are trying to level up. Tetris, you're trying to get points. They're two different aspects. Right, but I'm saying if if can if Tetris had levels, you wouldn't get set all the way back to level one. You would just get yes, you would. <laughs> no, it's it's made if almost it like same... Pac Man. If you get a game Pac-Man over in Pac Man, level over. No, it's not. the same level over and over again. No, because when you finish it, it, the design is the same, but the game mechanics are different each level up because the ghosts will get either faster or they will change. And I mean, it's the same level over and over again, though. It's, it's the same thing with Candy Crush. It's the same thing saying, over and over again. You just add. Agree that this... Okay, so they're the same thing. No. <laughs> because Candy Crush, you don't though. lose your... You don't lose your progress. But I'm, all I'm saying is Tetris, you you lose your progress, but it's the same level. So it's really no different. It is completely different. No. Because the end game is completely different. There's no end game in Tetris. There's no end game in Candy Crush. They just keep adding levels. All right. So all I'm hearing is it's basically the same thing. No, they're not. It's a never-ending game. Because they don't have consequences in Candy Crush. That's I'm what gonna, I'm getting at. I'm going to disagree on that. There is consequences. No, I, you get locked out. Boo freaking who? You get you save all your progress. Okay, uh, you can do that for Tetris. Oh, you lost your score? Boo who? It's exactly. It's completely different. It's a game no. over. Yes, you get a game over in Tetris. So, okay, say you're in a... Or you're trying to get money and you have to be like, oh, you get $1,000 if you can get 10,000 score in Tetris. If you lose, you have to start all over. In Candy Crush, it's like, oh, get to level 100. Oh, you lost at 10? Oh, don't worry. Tomorrow, you can start over exactly at the same spot and eventually go up. There is no consequences. Using that argument, okay, you need to get a score of 10,000 in Tetris and you get $1,000. Okay, you just lost. Try again. Oh, you just lost. Try again. Try again. You can just keep trying over and over again until you get it. It's the same thing. No, it's not because you lose everything. Where Candy Crush, you don't. Yeah, but the thing with Tetris is you can just keep trying over and over and over again. There is no... Yeah, and you have to develop a skill. Where Candy Crush, you could just be like, oh... You could you could definitely sheer luck it on Tetris. And you could sheer luck it and everything on Candy Crush. All right. Well, you can sheer luck it on... All I'm saying is there's no consequences for Tetris because you can continue to try over and over and over again. You could do that with every game. Okay, but I'm saying the consequence for Candy Crush is you're locked out for much longer than you are for Tetris. No, I don't agree with that. We could disagree. We've gone on to this topic. Candy Crush is not a game. It's not a gamer game. Okay. 100%. I mean, I I agree. I'm just playing devil's advocate because I I find them very similar. I do realize that there is a lot of skill in Tetris, but 
I think there's a lot more similarities between them than there is non-similarities. I just think there's no consequences in Candy Crush besides being locked out because that is not a major consequence because you don't <laughs> lose any progress. And I don't think losing your score is a major consequence. How is that not a major consequence? That's what I don't understand. Because if you were playing for a high score, like an old Tetris where it began, or any arcade games, the whole point was to get a high score. Mm-hmm. How is losing that not I, a major I'm consequence? Just, I don't see that as that big of a deal. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Microtransactions in games. I think this is a probably going to be a unanimous thing, but I think they're garbage and should be gone. Yeah, they're... I'm trying to think... I think if there's they're all well I don't that's not considered a microtransaction yeah I just feel like microtransactions are a way to you don't consider like pay to win yeah you don't consider like uh buying like a deluxe version of microtransaction right is is there because it's I, a one time there's a fine thing. line there's a fine line between the content provided and the price see i wouldn't my that's the okay if that is considered microtransaction i that's the one thing i wouldn't mind because like i bought like when starcraft 2 came out wings of liberty heart of swarm legacy of the void i bought all the collector's editions and when i did that i got in-game content for other blizzard games most of the time they weren't really anything major it was like for wow i got like a pet that you could use and you could battle with pets but i mean you only had you were level one and none of them were like really op you still had to fight to level them up so it wasn't really a paid to win because i still had to do everything you would if you got a regular pet and there are some pets like other people get lucky to obtain so it's all rng too but if we're talking about just spending like a hundred dollars and you get a hundred packs of cards so then at level one you have 10 legendary cards where a normal level one wouldn't even have like would have one rare card then yeah that's pay to win i don't like that but if it's like if you considered i don't think those are really considered microtransactions when you buy like collector's edition of the stuff because i think that's a different area but that that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think it d- definitely depends on the content that they provide and if it's unique content that is only accessible through a paid scenario. But if it is one of the ones where you can work up to it and earn access to it, then that would be a pay to win. I mean, you wouldn't, like, for WoW, when you got the pets, you wouldn't be able to get that pet, but pet battles and stuff have no impact on like your character in the yeah. game it's more uh, of a that's... mini game side quest thing that you don't get as far as i know yeah. you don't get anything out of it and besides there's like max levels too so like i said you still you get a new pet at level one but like there's yeah. other pets that people can get at like if they were with a buddy they could go to a high level area capture a pet come back and now that person basically 
has an overpowered pet if you considered a limited edition pet unfair. Yeah, I think if if it's something that gives you an unfair advantage over other players, then it's a pay-to-win situation, and I don't like them. If it's something that's kind of stupid or pointless or it gives you just like a mini game that doesn't actually affect in-game, then that's fine. People can spend money on what they want. But if it's giving you an unfair advantage over other players, then that I think's crappy and should definitely be taken away. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think those pets were very overpowered because they were just like, they had weaknesses too. And like, like for the pet thing, it, I don't know. It was basically, there's types of different pets, kind of like Pokemon, like water was good against fire. So it wasn't like they had no resistances. If I went up a, against a pet that had that weakness, my pet would get destroyed. So it was just more of a, hey, I got this StarCraft character now, and wow. It wasn't, I wouldn't say it was a pay-to-win, but yeah. those are the yeah, only microtransactions, if we're going to consider them microtransactions, uh, I'm okay with, because I think collector's editions or something, if it's a one-time thing, and like, like Dying Light, they usually don't do it for like online, or like you'll just get a skin, and that doesn't, they shouldn't give you any unfair advantage if you're wearing a skin in mm-hmm. a game. Right. Um, but, yeah, I guess those are the only ones I'm okay with because, one, I've done them. I like buying collector's editions, but that was more back when you got, like, the physical items. Not just digital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we already yeah, had an episode about all that. Yeah, that's one thing with the, the dying physical copies is the deluxe editions are becoming more and more worthless yeah and then some of them do like you said give you like an unfair advantage because like you could buy like the ultimate edition and then you get like an end game gun at level one those are the ones i'm like all right like yeah like i remember i pre-ordered far cry 4 i think it was back when that came out and i got access to a couple guns and weapons and stuff that I wouldn't wouldn't have access to otherwise and I never claimed those I don't know if I just forgot or I just decided not to but I never claimed those until it was end game and then I used them because I didn't want an overpowered gun to pull me through the game see I wanted to use my own skill one thing I have about that is I wouldn't mind if they're overpowered for like level one say okay let's say the max level in a this game, any game you're playing, is level 20. Just so it's easier to do it. Mm-hmm. Say you bought the Ultimate Edition and you spent an extra like $50 on this game. So you get in-game rewards. You get this cool outfit and then you get a couple weapons for it. If those weapons helped you up to like level 5, like so you were OP up until then, but then you started getting better weapons, I'm fine with that. It's when you when games give you like an end game weapon or something that would yeah. get you all the way up to like level fifteen. So basically you have to do nothing up until that point. Those are the ones I'm like, eh. If you if you paid that extra money and they wanted to give you some stronger beginner weapons, I'm fine with that. Because once you get to like level five, they become outdated. So you can kind of be like, haha, you can kind of feel good because 
you're like, I spent the money, I should have some kind of reward for it. I can get that. Just don't make it so they just dominate the entire thing, and because then you'll cause new players to not want to play. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed. But that's, unfortunately, that's not the case with a lot of mobile games. Because you could argue it's luck-based, but you can also argue then, say the chances out of every hundred packs you buy, you'd get legendary. Oh, some random person that's not paying weapons can open one pack and get a legendary. Okay, well, say someone who can spend money on this decides to open a thousand packs at level one because they had the money. That is definitely pay to win. Yeah, definitely. I would agree. And with microtransactions, another little entity that I think dissuades a lot of people is time-related events or activity restrictions on games. Garbage. Hate them. (laughs) Never liked them. When I was younger, it wasn't really that big of an issue because I would come back to the game often. But one thing I find that time-related events or time-related restrictions cause is very, very, very slow late-game progress or even mid-game progress. The beginning always starts out fast. You start, say you have to build a building. It takes three seconds to build. Sure, that's no problem. doesn't hurt. But as you upgrade your base and it gets stronger and stronger, that delay gets longer. And so it's like five minutes and then 10, 12 uh, 15, and then they start jumping drastically. So it's like goes from 15 to 60 minutes, 60 minutes to four days. And it just, <laughs> it continuously gets longer. I don't know how, I don't know what the largest gap is because I never really played that long. One hour. But I think days. any more than a day and it just gets absolutely ridiculous. And it artificially slows down your game. And unless you have people who are really addicted to it, I feel like it is honestly driving people away from your game more than it's being beneficial to you but i guess if you get people addicted to it then that's where microtransactions come in and you say oh i'm gonna pay to skip this time related event and i just think that's a terrible game mechanic and a horrible way to design your game and that if i find out a game has any sort of time related activities i just don't play them because that just seems like a waste of time to me i agree and disagree on just one aspect Everything you said is correct from a gamer's perspective. Everything you said, I completely agree with. The whole where you said, oh, you can pay to cool or to finish it. Anything like that is a horrible for your game. From a, what, what, I don't know. I, I can't remember the name of the people who make them. Programmer. Developer perspective or whoever is the person who gets the money from the game because nine times out of ten games that are like that are free and they get money off of ads they put in through whatever but the game design of how everything you said that i hate too is like early game you're like oh everything's like three seconds five seconds you can progress so much so you get like all this dopamine because you're like oh my god i'm leveling up so fast and then you hit a wall but you're like do i really want to wait six hours or i could just pay two bucks and it will be done 
you're going to pay the two bucks to get it done. And then that spirals out of control and you end up, like you said, getting addicted and you end up spending all this money so you could be a top player. Theoretically, if you're making that much money off of one person, as a game designer, you or not a game designer, or yeah. whoever, you would be happy. Developer, yeah. But that's why I said, like, only so on that aspect. I, like, it's like, if you're that person, of course you're happy. And it's like, you know what? Objectively speaking, that is a smart thing. But morally speaking and personally speaking, I absolutely hate it because it does yeah. put a wall and I'm like, I don't want to play this game anymore. Yeah. So I think overall it's a terrible game design um, because it does push most people away from your game. And I think that is just a fact. I have no evidence to prove this, but like you said, there's those people who get addicted and they start dropping lots and lots of money. And that is one issue that I know is a fact that, a lot of game companies, especially gotcha games, is they design their games for the whales. And the whales are the big spenders who just drop hard cash on games. And those whales are the ones that kind of keep these games alive because they keep the lights on, keep the servers running. And they design it for those instead of making a game that can provide income through ad revenue or something. They design it for the microtransactions because that's where the real money is. It's those whales that are willing to drop all that cash. And I think that needs to stop, but I don't know if it ever will because it is just far too profitable. It probably does push away a lot of potential customers, but it does it. those potential customers are tiny compared to those big spenders. Yeah, I mean, we're also console PC gamers, so... We don't mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like I read that Genshin Impact, they put a hundred million dollars into developing the game and within like the first month and a half or something like that, some ridiculously short amount of time, they doubled their money because of those big whale transactions and oh, yeah. people who and it's just it proves that designing that way just works. I mean, trading cards are still a thing. It's been around mm. forever. <laughs> they, and that's it's a, a microtransaction. Yeah, if you really think about basically. it, it's been a proven fact that everyone likes gotcha, I guess you could say. Because mm-hmm. people want, like, oh, like I was mentioning earlier, oh, you want the rare, you want the legendary. It just feels good to have it when you know, like, other people don't. It's basically slot machines for children. Yes. <laughs> And another topic, I guess, would be, do you like the fact that some of these games, I know, I believe Fortnite's doing it, PUBG has done it. Do you like the fact that some of them are going cross-play no. with computer, absolutely like, not. online I think, gamers, yeah, console I games? I think and... it's absolutely stupid to do that. That and puts an unfair advantage on the console and PC games. Oh, 100%. There's a game called Mechanized Warriors or... I don't know. It's some, like, anime-ish mecha game. And I downloaded it for Steam because it was free. And me and my roommate, we decided to play it, and we got in. And the first time playing it, I thought it was just because, like, I was in a room with bots. Because a lot of games... Because it's a Battle Royale game. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, like, you get put in with bots. And so the first game, we each got, like, 15 kills. And granted, th- there's only, like, 
50 people in a lobby. Me and him both got like 15 kills each. So we play another game. We each get over double digit. And I realize we're against people on mobile and I'm on PC. I'm like, no wonder I could just charge at them and just kill them. So no, I don't, I think cross-platform is the stupidest thing you can do on strategy or um, like multiplayer games that like real require yeah responses like like I mobile think... games battle royale games yeah. stuff like that if it's like I... an mmo i don't care like runescape right. if that yeah, can cross that that's fine because you don't have to fight and so pvp that there it is mm-hmm. yeah pvp like, cross-platform no like among us is probably one of those where it's like you could get away with it but so Among Us has some pretty quick reaction times if you're trying to kill someone and jump in an event. So there is still disadvantage, but it's one of those ones that's closer to being a little more fair based on yeah. how the game's performed. But even then, it can still be a little difficult to get away with certain things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. PvP is unfair. Yeah, completely agree. And one... Final question we are here to discuss that I'm sure all of you would love to know our answer on. Do you consider people who only play mobile games gamers? Oh, goodness. This is a really tough one. Because I guess it depends on the game. Like, if you're just playing Tetris, no. (laughs) Um... Really? Because Tetris... Because, no. well... Are we going to get back into this argument? No. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that you do know there's still, I, like, world tournaments of no, Tetris. No, I know. I was, I was joking. There's, <laughs> there's some crazy... I've seen a video of this these guys playing Tetris, and they were playing with invisible tiles once they hit the board. So you could see what your tile was going to be, but once it's on the board, it's oh invisible. Oh, my God. And but that goes back like, to your thing about like I, the like the non-gamer type like you need the skill in order to do it yeah uh and these guys so they you basically have to memorize every single tile you're putting down and you have to memorize what the board shape is as it's continuously changing oh my god these people are fucking insane and this one guy was totally wrecking the other dude and then the other dude got mad and thought that his system was fixed so they swapped systems or like computers and the other guy was still wrecking him on the old I, i'll see if i can find this video for you in some of you. <laughs> it is just these people are crazy i can barely remember what i had for breakfast let alone a <laughs> tile that i just placed four seconds ago but um yeah i guess it but basically depends on the game um if it's in- like some strategy games and stuff and actually requires the the skill and capacity to play i would agree if it's candy crush Probably not. In short, like, 90% of the time, I would say no. I'm going to flat out say it, no. And the reason why is I actually like it. This article put my thoughts into words so it's a little easier. So my thing is, even if you play, if it's like, oh, but I play mobile games like one to two hours every day. I know some people who play games only one hour a day, but they consider themselves gamers. But the it's like the, the quality of the game, too. Because if I go to McDonald's, and I eat McDonald's every day, that does not make me a 
gourmet about food because I go to McDonald's every day. I don't suddenly become an expert on food. So if I go compared to like, because if I went to a taste tester, I, I don't know. Are they called gourmets or what do they call like judges, like people who go around and go to like restaurants to try food and like, like a connoisseur type of thing. Kind of, but like, you know how like Michelin stars is like a big thing for like, mm-hmm. like those people. Yeah. That go in taste food to give it. If I went up to them and I was like, oh yeah, me and you are the same. And they're like, what do you mean? Oh, I go around eating McDonald's every day. I know what a burger tastes like. Mm-hmm. They would, like, punch you if they could. Because, yeah, like, Ramsey you're insulting them. them. Gordon Ramsay would, like, stab a dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the same with mobile games. Like you said, there are some exceptions. If you are playing PUBG, it, that is still PUBG. It's the same thing. If, for some reason, if... Like, your computer can't play it. So you play Fortnite, PUBG, all this on your phones. Yes, I would consider you a gamer. Because those games are on PC that you can... Or, like, were originally PC. So you, like... you're The only reason why you're not playing it on PC is because your computer can't handle those games for some odd reason. Or, like, RuneScape. You're playing that Minecraft. You can play that. But games that require no skill or have no competition... If you're just playing Wordle, if you're just playing Candy Crush, if you're just doing, like, crossword stuff, like, no, I don't consider you gamers. You're just enjoying a game or you're just passing time. It's the same instance if, like, I go to fast food all the time, eat every day, and not all of a sudden now I'm considering myself a gourmet person. Like, you don't know. You're just a person who likes to eat fast food. Just like those people are just people who like to play a game every now and then or whatever to it's like a stress relief, but you're not a gamer. I would agree. Uh, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do we have any other topics we want to try to hit or talk about before we sign off this subject? Yeah, I think we my I guess my question of the day would be like for the final topic I wanna I wanna see uh your guys' opinions on on that. If we're right, if we're wrong, did I call you out? Do you, do you <laughs> agree with me? Like what what's your what's your deal? Do you agree that Candy Crush and Tetris <laughs> are basically the same? Do you agree that we should have had a fifteen minute argument about that? <laughs> Uh, yeah so some facts before we end this the earliest known game on the mobile phone was a tetris variant and this was on whatever phone this was it was the hodgnook mt2000 device whatever the hell that is uh and this was in 1994 in 1997 nokia launched snake on their phone so that is a pretty big deal. <laughs> and something that's not really mobile game related, but something that is it, just stupid. So I thought I'd add it. Calculator gaming is a form of gaming, guys. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, this is basically where calculators, programmable calculators, 
are used, programmed to play video games. So if you want to know a true gamer, <laughs> that right there is a true gamer. You see that kid in math class on his calculator all day? He's not doing long division. He's playing Snake, guys. I mean, he, ha- it, he has the heart. At least he has the heart <laughs> of a true gamer. Playing games while at school, if that's not considered at least the heart of a gamer, playing games literally when I, all days of the hour... <laughs> He's got the that spirit. What's yeah, he's the, got the spirit. He's got what, the drive. What's the uh, what's the what's the Fresh Prince of Bel Air meme? Uh, he's got the spirit. His head's in the right place. Oh, what is it? It's like I do not know. It's he says like his his head's in the right place or his spirit's there, but he's he's wrong. He's right and wrong at the same time. If you know the meme, you know the meme. <laughs> I I, oh, I gotta look it up now. He's a little confused, but he's got the spirit. Ah, there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that is it for this episode. So don't forget to show us some love and support at patreon.com slash And of course, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Weebspawn. And you can always contact us with any questions, concerns, recommendations at weebspawn at gmail.com. That'll be it from us today. I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you guys next time when we... Weep spawn.